It was the fourth quarter against Duke when Tommy DeVito went down. Nobody knew the extent of the injury then, but his backup Rex Culpepper would once again go in to replace him. Orange fans were already used to seeing him play sporadically. Since that day, Culpepper has been SU's play caller as a fifth-year senior. If that's not crazy enough, you don't know Rex. He plays vintage guitars, has a knack for the long ball. He taught himself to trade stocks over the summer. He's one of the most intelligent guys on the field. He tore his ACL, then he beat cancer. Now each Saturday, he leads Syracuse football. This is everything you need to know about quarterback Rex Culpepper, the Orange's most interesting player. Going for the end zone, he's got a man. It's Nikhil Johnson. I'm KJ Edelman. This is the Daily Orange Sportscast. I'm joined by Danny Emmerman, one of our three football beat writers for Daily Orange Sports. Danny, how are you doing? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> You wrote one of my favorite stories of the semester so far. It was entitled, The MacGyver. Here's how Rex Culpepper can put together SU's broken pieces. First impression for me was, what is a MacGyver? The MacGyver is a 1985 TV show about basically, not exactly a superhuman, but a guy with a superhuman mind. He's can engineer like anything. This TV show came out when I was negative 24 years old, so I'm not exactly familiar with how MacGyver got out of all these sticky situations, but I'd say it's similar to like Jack Bauer in 24. Rex Culpepper's high school coach compared Rex to the MacGyver because of how he tends to put things together that are apart. He has a, a knack for figuring out how to put things together. And this can be, you know, this can be seen in his hobbies off the field. For instance, he can create, I guess he puts together motorcycles, dune buggies. He graduated magna cum laude last year from the Newhouse School, so he's, he's a really smart kid. On the field in high school, he, he led his team at Plant High School in Tampa, Florida with kind of not so great wide receivers and pieces around him. He led them to a really great season as a junior. I think they won 12 games. But yeah, so he's, he's the MacGyver, according to his high school coach, Robert Weiner. I love this Dino Babers quote that you have in your story. The five-year SU head coach said, Rex is not normal. <laughs> Rex is not average. He's extremely, extremely intelligent. Given that, what else do we need to know about Syracuse's new play caller? So I mentioned that he has a secret auto parts garage in Syracuse. It's one of his hobbies. But some other things that make him not average are he can play the guitar and the piano by ear. He taught himself the stock market in the lockdown. He beat testicular cancer at age 20. That's kind of a big one. I might be burying the lead a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this kid has not lived a normal life. Also, his parents, his dad is a former NFL player. He played, I think, nine years in the NFL. His mom and dad, they, they were contestants on Survivor, the reality TV show. His dad, at one point, got lost in the Gulf of Mexico for, I think, a day and a half, and he survived. So, I guess Rex has not lived a normal life, pretty much by any means. He also, his neighbor's Tom Brady, down in Tampa, Florida. He's not a normal kid at all. There's so many great stories of these. Like, each one of these could be an individual story. 
he really does have this amazing journey. I know you document it, and it's been all over the place to some extent. I know especially him beating testicular cancer was a big one. I remember him being on ESPN's Scott Van Pelt made him his best thing he saw today. Now that Rex Culpepper is hoisted into the spot where Syracuse football is maybe in a weird spot, is there any added pressure on him because of the journey he's had? So I guess to bring us up to speed here, make no doubt about it, Rex didn't win the starting job this year. He's only playing, yeah. he's only starting right now because Tommy DeVito got injured. And we don't know the exactly the extent of DeVito's injury and how long he's going to be out, but for now in the foreseeable future, Rex is Syracuse's starter. I guess the question pretends to any added pressure that his life experiences might bring. I think it's actually kind of the opposite. Whereas, you know, he's gone through all these things and he's waited for almost five years now to get a chance to start for Syracuse. At this point, he kind of has nothing to lose. At one point in his life, he thought, you know, he was going to be an NFL player. He was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in Florida. That has been out the window for quite some time now. I haven't talked to Rex personally, but it seems like, at least from the outside and from the people I've talked to, he's got nothing to lose. And right now he's just playing for Syracuse, you know, doing his best as a redshirt senior to lead the team and to, to turn around what has been, frankly, a miserable season. Yeah, and it's fair that you mentioned in his five years, he really has played sparingly. We can also look at Pittsburgh. He came in through a long touchdown, and that's what Scott Van Pelt highlighted. His first start happened against Liberty, which was an atrocious loss. I think we all can note that, and our beat writers have written about it several times over. But Rex did play well, statistically speaking. I know there's some confusion or, you know, opposite takes on that end, especially in the Daily Orange Sports section. What did you see from Rex in his, I think, second career start, but first of the year against Liberty? I was in the building for the 21-40 to 40 loss to Liberty, and you're right, it was as bad as advertised. I wrote a column afterwards saying it's rock bottom for the Dino Babers era at Syracuse, but I would say there really wasn't that much drop-off from Tommy DeVito to Rex. He made very similar throws. Syracuse asked him to do pretty much the same thing as DeVito would. You know, they they took their shots downfield. They ran pretty much the same plays, and that's what Dino told us they were going to do heading up to the game. Rex's stats were a little bit hurt by a few key drops. I know Justin Barron had one across the middle. He's played sparingly, but he had a drop that would have given them a first down and a third down when they were trying to come back late in the third quarter, I believe. Taj Harris dropped uh, what would have been a 40-yard walk-in touchdown. It went right through his hands, and then he threw his mask into the stands out of frustration. And he was clearly later frustrated when he made an inappropriate gesture to a camera later in the game. But I'd say Rex, for all of his football IQ, it wasn't super evident. Like, maybe there was some rust. I know one play in the first quarter, he took a pretty bad sack where he could have thrown it away. And then another, he had a pretty bad intentional grounding where a defender was kind of wrapping his feet up and all he had to do was kind of throw it in the vicinity of any of his receivers and he just kind of threw it near the line of scrimmage to no one. Um, so that kind of hurt a little bit. And his one interception, he finished the day 21 for 40 with 211 yards, three touchdowns and a pick. And that pick was really just a product of his lack of arm strength. He doesn't have great arm talent. He was trying to throw an out to the far side of the field, and it just got jumped by 
a defensive back, and it just really didn't have enough mustard on it. And those three touchdowns, those were kind of long touchdowns. I know Tommy DeVito's known for that too. And the Pittsburgh touchdown on top of that, albeit it's Liberty, but those were three pretty decent plays, even though some of them did happen in garbage time. He has nice touch. I mean, I mentioned his arm strength isn't great, but he does have nice touch, and it does seem like he has some rhythm with his receivers on those streaking patterns for sure. Mm-hmm. Where in his game can he improve from you know, his next couple starts and onward into the season, depending on Tommy DeVito's status? I think he will improve as the season wears on, just getting to know his receivers a little bit better. I know in high school he studied how his receivers move their hips and how he'd read them in option routes. I know as he gets more time with these receivers, he should just naturally improve a little bit with that. What does it mean that Rex Culpepper is making some of the same throws that Tommy DeVito is? Does that hurt at all Tommy DeVito? Does that hurt Dino Babers? Or is that a good thing? As we were recording this podcast, Syracuse Director of Athletics, John Wildhack, committed to Dino Babers through 2021 season and beyond. There have been some calls for Dino's job with this really miserable start, but I think those are premature, and of course, so does Wildhack now. And as for Tommy DeVito, I would say that it's still Tommy's job to lose. It's really tough to lose your job to an injury, especially to a guy who's a redshirt senior. And Tommy is graduating this year, but he will have an, everyone has an extra year of eligibility. So Syracuse is going to want to have Tommy DeVito back, especially without, you know, a clear replacement for him. And I'd say even if Rex lights it up for a couple games, I'd say they'd be remiss if they don't give Tommy another shot this year, especially because they don't want any, any sore feelings or anything like that. Can you see a scenario, though, where Tommy DeVito maybe can come back for the final games and Dino Babers still keeps in Rex Culpepper? Or do you think DeVito needs those reps? I mean, even before Tommy got hurt, they had packages for Rex. They brought him in sparingly, mm-hmm. especially when DeVito was ineffective. That's why you know Rex came in against Pitt and threw a 69-yard touchdown. But I would say whenever Tommy's healthy, he will be... Syracuse QB1 again. Yeah. And the last thing before we close, I wanted to ask a little bit more about your story and if there was anything that you didn't include that stuck out about Rex Culpepper. There's a couple things. Um, Give us them all. So his senior year of high school, he hurt his ACL in preseason and seven on seven, you know, hardly any contact kind of preseason exhibition and he was playing wide receiver his coach, Robert Wiener, called that the, um, one of the lowest points of his coaching career. He was really, really shaken up about that. And as Rex was a senior, he kind of acted as Wiener's kind of offensive coordinator. You know, he would call some plays. And that's another reason why people think his football IQ is, is Wait, so high. Wait, he would call some plays for the team? Yeah, for Plant High School as a senior, yeah. Um, I don't know if I've heard of that much. And the... Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty rare. (laughs) Especially in high school. I mean, like, obviously Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, like, yeah, of course. But, like, Rex Culpepper in high school. And the one thing that was weird to me that Robert told me was he would still, he remained the team's captain as a senior, even though he couldn't play. And he'd go out every single game for the coin toss. And I guess it's kind of folklore. This is kind of why I didn't make the story, because there's no way to confirm it. 
but Robert said that Rex won the coin toss every single game. He went 12 for 12. And that's pretty statistically Did he just uh, pick one? Unlikely. Do we know? I'm not sure what his strategy there. Are you a heads or tails guy? I am a tails guy. Yeah, tails, tails never, never fails. fails. There we go. <laughs> I guess another thing that didn't make the story is that Rex is probably the worst athlete of his, of his siblings, to put it not nicely. He has a brother who plays defensive line at Penn State, and his younger sister actually is probably the best athlete in his family, it looks like, and she's... I think she's a freshman at NYU playing basketball, which is cool. Syracuse's starting quarterback is the worst athlete in his family. Danny Emmerman reports. Thank you so much for coming on, Danny. Appreciate it. Thanks, KJ. Before Rex Culpepper was named a starter of Syracuse football, Danny Emmerman caught up with Robert Wiener, Culpepper's quarterback's coach at Plant High School in Florida. Wiener said that he speaks with Rex on a weekly basis. Any time that you're communicating with Rex, I think the one mistake that really you can make with any kid, you know, in the college world or in the pro world, like you just see these guys in their football uniforms and stuff like that. But, you know, if you just see Rex as a football player, then you are uh, missing many other worlds that exist in his life that are uh, important and special to get to know him. While Rex is the son of a former NFL defensive tackle, Wiener explained that football is just a fraction of who Culpepper is. There's so many different things that, that make up him as a young man. That's what makes him kind of intriguing and really kind of a once-in-a-lifetime person to be around. Throughout high school, Culpepper's trajectory toward becoming an elite high school quarterback was exponential. To Wiener, what set Rex apart was his intelligence. He's obviously got all the physical tools that you would need to be a really good quarterback, but I think it starts and ends for Rex with his mental and intellectual acumen, which is far and above probably 99.9% of people world who would play that position or really in anything else. Like, this is a super, super, super smart kid. During the preseason of his junior year at Plant, the Panthers played a tune-up game against local rivals Armwood. Setting up across the line of scrimmage from Rex was top-recruited defensive end Byron Cowart. Wiener said Culpepper's decision-making was what made the difference that day. I've had a lot of smart quarterbacks and put a lot on their shoulders, but basically Rex, every time we went to the line of scrimmage, had five checks that he could make at the line of scrimmage to get us into the right play. I knew that, you know, the biggest asset we had was his intelligence. So, long story short, at the end of that game, Patrick Books, our running back, had 165 yards rushing, and we won the game. And Patrick had 165 yards rushing for two reasons. Number one, because Patrick was a really good player. But number two, because having Rex there was like, if I was standing on the field and like called timeout and said, okay, defense, just stand there. Let me see what you're in. And then called the exact right play. That's what Rex did for us every play. So we were in the exact right play every time. And I mean, to give you an example, Armwood, for the rest of that season, gave up their 385 yards for the rest of the season on the ground. Heading into his senior year, Culpepper continued to develop, to the point that Wiener was convinced that Rex was going to be the best high school quarterback in Florida. We really had a tremendous summer with him. And then I think when you really reach a level with a quarterback, you're able to kind of take your focus a little bit off of his skill development because his skills are kind of become habitual. And as that happens able to put more of a focus on his 
development as a leader, which is what you need out of that position, obviously. You know, you need somebody who is the general, you know, of all of the troops there. And he was really, I think, where his next big step was, was to come from that. He really had a leadership role. And it's kind of a, I kind of laugh a little bit because the next year, even when he got hurt, he still is a captain of our football <laughs> team. And then during a summer scrimmage, Culpepper's senior plans came to a screeching halt. To a tournament in the summer, a seven-on-seven tournament. It was kind of like a thing that we really weren't going to go. We had been to a lot of tournaments throughout the summer. And as we went to it, we really didn't have a lot of guys that could actually play because we had been in so much. And so uh, we had kind of a makeshift squad and so moved guys around a little bit. Rex was actually catching, catching a pass. I just remember getting there, running up to him as soon as I saw him go down and worst words that you ever want to hear as a coach when you have somebody who you knew you know kind of clipped his knee a little bit the worst words are not saying oh my god this hurts incredibly the worst words are coach it really doesn't hurt a lot it just feels really weird Mm. and and those words are not good words at all and just remember going with him and dad brad to the facility where they got the mri it's really about five blocks away from my house uh in tampa and so every day that i would kind of drive in to plan i would actually drive by that facility the acl injury acted as a precursor for his eventual cancer diagnosis despite the hardships and maybe even because of them the young quarterback began to focus more on his efforts outward i think that those times like it really really changed a perspective for rex and i think that he was able to put that in the light of what he had gone through with his ACL was really just kind of a, a warm up per se, even though that seemed so devastating at the time, but a warm up as to how to handle something difficult. And then being around kids who, you know, sometimes have a life expectancy of under 20 years old and recognizing that, okay, I'm going to tough this out and make it through this. Okay. But I've spent a significant amount of time, with people who are not going to make it through some things. And so I think really the perspective of an incredibly tough family of having gone through that ACL injury and of having had the perspective of working with children with muscular dystrophy, I think that really served him well uh, in the moments when he had to really, really struggle. Now, as a cancer survivor, a fifth year in college, and the starting quarterback for the Orange, Wiener has seen everything Rex has gone through to get him where he is and says that it's just part of what makes him the person and the player we see on Saturdays. I really saw that as a huge step for Rex, and that he was able to kind of take his challenging situation and utilize it for the betterment of people around him. And although Rex always had kind of that inside of him, he never really had the circumstance that kind of made him do that on his own. And uh, so... I think all of those things, I think his upbringing, and then I think the cancer itself, and then I think the way that he responded after that, I think all of those things kind of all culminated together in the collaboration of everything that he's been through. Against Clemson on Friday, Rex Culpepper went 10 for 26, 175 yards, a long touchdown, and three interceptions. On the final drive of the game, true freshman Jacobian Morgan stepped in. It was garbage time, yes, and he didn't record a stat. But it does beg the question, 
What is the rest of Syracuse's QB situation with DeVito Hurt and Culpepper as the starter? Our football beat writer Anthony DeBundo spoke with a former scout team quarterback turned starter, Zach Mahoney. He spoke about his transition into the role and dished some advice for the back end of the Orange's QB squad. If there are three guys vying for it, there's not going to be many reps that they get. And I think now, you know, if you're starting with three guys getting reps, there's going to be two guys that have to emerge from that to try to break away. And then once it's just two guys, you know, you got to show that you know where to go with the ball every time. You can make the throws, you can make the right decisions, and you're very in tune with what's going on. Along with Morgan, Syracuse has two other scout team quarterbacks who could technically go in as true freshmen. Mahoney spoke on what it was like when he was in a similar situation a couple years ago. You know, you get to practice, you break offense, defense, and the scout guys go with the defense. So when they do that, there are cards that are showing them basically, hey, this is the play, run it. And you're kind of winging it from there because it's not something that you're, as a quarterback, you don't really know what the read's supposed to be. You don't know, you know, who should be getting the ball in certain situations. So you really have to just go out there and play football. And I think that's such a big thing because if you can go out there and just play against the number one defense on your team and you can show that you can hang, you know, you're probably going to get some more reps on for a backup role. So what advice does Mahoney have for Syracuse's quarterback crew in 2020? The biggest thing that you should be doing is taking the reps seriously because if you're throwing a pick on every play, a lot of guys, when they go to scout, they almost take it as a joke or not too serious, but if you're not going to be able to show that you can throw against an ACC defense or whatever school you're at, well, you're never going to get a chance to play against. So if you can go on scout team and, and truly just show that, yeah, this isn't our offense, but I can make the throws that I need to, I can get the defensive coaches mad, because ultimately that's what you want to do, because that's how you get them better, is you're showing, hey, if you're going to be in this coverage against this play, Maybe you got to change something, so you just got to take full advantage of that, those opportunities. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to shift away from Syracuse Athletics and talk about the area's standout high school football players. KJ Edelman is our host and editorial director. Elizabeth Kama is the podcast editor. Skylar Rivera is our sports digital editor. Luca Serio is our executive producer. Nick Luttrell was also a contributing producer this episode. Thank you to Danny Emmerman, Anthony DeBundo, Robert Wiener, and Zach Mahoney for appearing on this episode. We'll see you next time.